Hi, welcome to the Creative Explorers podcast. I am Rachel Shores. I'm a watercolor artist, formerly from Minnesota and now living in Germany. I'm working on my uh, travel book, How I Travel the World. And I am with Lao Mei. We have created this podcast for other creatives and art artists on their what healing journey and through their following their dreams and living their passions and how to navigate this world that doesn't seem so friendly for the <laughs> dreamy weirdos. <laughs> but allow me, tell me yeah, <laughs> introduce hi, yourself. I'm also an artist. I create figurative art. I create textile art. I'm also a writer. And yeah, we're here for all the weirdos out there when you're yeah. weird and creative. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm here because I want to t talk about how how it feels to be creative and not seen as you know those professional artists out there i think i wanted to add some other idea of artists how artists can be in this world what art actually means or what it means to have a creative life oh i like that that's not just you know the blue chip artists or i don't know what what it means to be a, be a creative in this world right now and we want to talk about how difficult it is and I think we want to create some community so that when you're listening to this you feel like you're part of something or you we belong <laughs> so we can <laughs> relate <laughs> you know you know what I was just realizing we, we have done so much talk about community and promoting and growing our discord channel in the last few episodes that um I realized the people that are slowly filtering in is every <laughs> I've found my people. It's everyone who doesn't know where they're going, but is like heading to somewhere fulfilling. Like, oh, <laughs> and we I don't know how to do it. We don't know how to do it. We don't know exactly. You know, there's some hazy ideas and lots of creative ideas. And I feel kind of bad because it's because like I I really like groups that are like, here's the trick, here's the answer, here's the uh -huh. steps, and just come along with me. We're I'm going to show you what to do. But I'm just inviting my all my friends. All my fr I have I'm finding all these people in the woodwork who are like, I don't know what's next for me, and I don't know what is going to happen next or what I'm going to do. But I'm I'm trying some things. I'm like, oh, I've got the group for you. <laughs> and I think that's it because I I don't think we we find a solution out there. I think we have to find ourselves. And it's very yeah. difficult to do that because our society doesn't promote that it doesn't help you to do that you it tells you oh, that's for people who are i don't know mentally ill or something as if that would be something i don't know if if there would be normal people and then that would be us <laughs> but it's not true that is, uh, it is really how i feel <laughs> exactly. <laughs> i think it, it's really about the community when you feel there is something i want to to change something and it's so difficult to do this on your own and I think it's a very good idea when you don't know where you're going. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, quote, movie quotes was, don't know where I'm going, but there's no use being late. <laughs> exactly. And I think it is really that quest to go inside and to get to know yourself. <clears throat> I think the more you know yourself, the more you are unique in yourself. And that's a, that's a long journey inside. The better you can really relate to others. I think that's really the foundation for creating community when you know your own needs and your own emotions and that's some a task no one wants to do and maybe that's what we're doing here to encourage people to to be as weird and as imperfect and as i don't know <laughs> as you are and just go for it because that's what we are that's what i am that's definitely yeah. 
the muddy mess. I just uh, just before I, I was just before we started recording, I saw a quote about you know the the um, lotus only grows from a muddy mess, <laughs> and that's true. That is true, and I think maybe it's all this is over. Like, yeah, come to this this workshop and I tell you how to be a successful artist. I don't know. That's not how it is. I, and I don't want. Yeah, I mean, I could sell paintings some just paint something that's very popular but that's not how my success as an artist looks like mm. yes and I'm, I'm pretty sure we will talk about this in the near future because we have plans we have plans <laughs> we have plans on how to get to nowhere <laughs> exactly how to spend time <laughs> no but I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure it's going to be exciting I'm, I'm I hope so. <laughs> yeah yeah okay well do you want to start with exciting things oh i have wait i want to start with um our do you have any accomplishments or wins or celebrations from since last time we talked i researched some print on demand i'm i wrote my yeah. artist cv i decided to start a print on demand shop on etsy i'm not a fan of etsy but i decided to go for it and i want to upload my um, original work to a place, I think to Saatchi art or something like that. So these are my plans. I just want to go for it and see <laughs> if it works or not. So so what, did you make any discovery of, uh, did you find a print place you like better than others or, or is it still ongoing have, research? I realize I have to have several because I, um, I want to add one product after the other. So right now I think I want to start with prints, just posters. But mm -hmm. there are ways to add journals and maybe calendars. Or oh, I love mugs. I think I want to do mugs. Me but too. I, I, I realize I'm, my print on demand shop, I don't just want to put some art on there, slap it on. I just, I think I want to create some some design along with my, with my drawing. So it makes sense to me. So I would rather see this as design because it, it's difficult for me to simply put my art out there. Mm. I really like, um, I have seen some artists on TikTok. Oh, I have an artist I can mention, Art by April. Mm -hmm. And she has a YouTube channel now. She's, she is like, she doesn't know that she's my, she, that she's my mentor, one of my art mm -hmm. mentors, because I just follow all her leads. And she's like, she is killing it out there. It's just amazing all the things she's doing. She has her YouTube channel started. She's trying to get up to 5,000. So wow. you can go subscribe. It's Art by April. Wow. And um, But she makes these beautiful giant prints and then she hand embellishes them and paints mm -hmm. like gold on them. And they're just, mm -hmm. it just makes them so personal and just adds a little pop of just you know, bling to it. And oh, it's just... I think I love that idea. I I don't see myself doing it right now mm -hmm. since I'm I'm afraid all my stuff would be international shipping and it's just going to be outrageously expensive just for shipping because I think she said it can be $30 just for shipping mm -hmm. her container and that's within the US. Ugh. Yeah, I can't that, believe. I can't a, imagine. Yeah, that's the thing. So that's why I decided to no longer ship my prints because yeah. And it's so much easier when you have print on demand and it's printed in yeah. the US or in Europe and they just send it and it's much cheaper and much more affordable. Yeah. And that's why I decided to do it like this. Yeah. You um, know, you gave me an idea of, because I still like the idea of doing something personal mm -hmm. but I and, and shipping, but I don't want to be my entire shipping center. I, I've seen 
the TikTok videos of what that takes, and it's insane. I don't have the space for that kind of storage. But I saw somebody who does, she puts her art on, she had a tin mugs, you know, the enamel wear mugs. Oh, and yeah. I was like, I wouldn't have to worry about that breaking. Yeah. They would um, ship well. And then, you know, the personalization could be what I put in the mug for the person, you know, some extra surprise doodaddy things to, you know, like a candle. What if I had like, there's like local beeswax candles I could put in. I don't know. You it could, just got me thinking. <laughs> One you, more thing to add to my to-do list. <laughs> you could, um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could do that. The teapot has animal marks. So you could do that as, as print on demand. And you could simply order it and just alter the, the, the image and just add some name or some, something some writing. Oh, that... I see. Make each each mug special. And exactly. Print. So you would have to order it um, by hand, but I think that's manageable. So you have everything in place and just click on order and you could do that. And I would simply send it to mm. the person. I was there. Well, what I was thinking of was like doing like runs of like 10 or 20, selling them, you know, and having a discount so I could make a little mm -hmm. more money than print on demand. And then... Well, print on demand is not so expensive. It is. Yeah. So it depends. I've, I, I, there's a, also a print on demand thing. That called, it's called Printify, and they have many, many um, printer print shops. Oh, yeah. The Printify, that's a new one. So, last time we, so on our last episode, we had a whole list of resources. Okay. But um, TPOP ships from France, but Printify, you can really select where you want this to be produced. Mm -hmm. so, um, and there are all kinds of, of print shops from all over the world. Okay. So there are many possibilities, and I research a lot, and I'm, I'm, I'm confused right now because I don't know where to start. <laughs> so, but um, I'm getting there, so yeah. That's me. I, I actually had a thought today. So I've had on my list forever since it's you know, already halfway through January. You know, I'm going to edit my edit and put up for sale my calendar. Mm -hmm. And then today, all of a sudden, I had a switch idea. I was like, you know what? What if I get my Kofi website up first, and then the calendar can be the first thing I add to it mm -hmm. with a print with a link to the print on demand or whatever. Yeah, I like so, that. Um, then when they're talking about containers, you know, it, it, creating. First, a place to receive is what some, you know, business people say. <laughs> if people can't give you money, you can't really. <laughs> I mean, they can. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I put up this contribute thing. You can simply give me something. I, I don't give anything back. You just, <laughs> I don't know if that works, but <laughs> I like it. So, yeah, but what's, what's your accomplishment? I think there was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Okay. Uh, my, well, let's see. My, I don't know if it's accomplishment, but my celebration is I had a re my really good friend came and spent the night with me last night. And we had a good connection and uh, catch up and art. Also, I was really happy to hear she's her whole. Um goal is to be like a community artist i think we've talked about her on this podcast mm -hmm. before um 
be a community artist. And she's actually has become the go-to community artist in her community. Oh. Like somebody knows how to make connections and somebody knows how to oh. help her get funding. And anytime anybody has anything, you know, she was talking about, you know, screen printing workshops and, and, oh, I like and painting for uh, set paintings and commemorative Com commemorative murals and she's been involved in all these projects and I got to see like a couple and I don't know it, you know how it is wow. to getting getting inspiration and celebrating somebody who's following their passion and she's a mom I don't know oh wow it's like that's my excuse <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's great I think it's but, great to see someone succeed I mean that's a, it's just a good example that it's possible yeah. And my other big, uh, so this morning I actually got up with her to drop her off, walk her to the train station. I sat and journaled and today on today's list is like making my first appointments for self-care. So mm. doctors, checkups, regular things. And I tried once I've been on a over a year wait list for therapy and I called and I didn't leave a message, chickened out again, but I called again and she answered oh wow that, that's rad <laughs> never happened and she made an appointment right there i now oh, have that's an for my very first therapy so excited and it's covered yeah. by insurance oh that's good oh that's somebody good. else will be hearing about my problems <laughs> well, i think that's good so what i know about therapy it is very it's a lot it's very I'm, I'm yeah it is a lot going on so I'm excited. I'm so excited. She speaks English. I don't have to do it in German. Oh, when when will be your first appointment? The thirtieth. So I do have to wait a little bit. Oh, not so long. That's yeah. oh, I'm excited. But it's on the books. Yay! And it's a time I won't. I have put in like five reminders. <laughs> oh wow! I'm I'm really curious how it goes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you a I'll give you a off the record. <laughs> yeah, I think off it air is. updates. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. So yeah, so I, I, oh, and um, I guess my other celebration is, um, this is my, I just got to spend my first, was it Saturday night? So just, a, you know, I'm finally back in my house, oh. like living at <laughs> home after leaving for Minnesota, you know, at the end of November. Oh, and then I had, you know, after that I had four weeks of cat sitting at somebody else's house and so it's like i went from minnesota to somebody else's house cat sitting i've been here but it's like i've been living out of a suitcase for like two what is that a month or more oh, wow. uh, how, do, how, is it? how do you feel <laughs> yeah uh, i feel i feel like now my year is beginning <laughs> finally home <laughs> yeah we're only like two weeks in whatever so yeah yeah. And um yeah, and it's a oh, I can't decide. It's a funny day for me. Can I share something weird about my yeah, past? Sure. <laughs> it's a weird thing. If you're weird, okay, let's do the weird things. So um I was raised, I think we've talked about a little bit quite often about my my upbringing in a you know, doomsday culty mm -hmm. kind of church. And today marks the the death of the founder. Oh and wow. Back in the day, um back in back when he had first died, they had given this big 
boisterous talk about this is a prophetic day. So today, any whatever natural or disaster, there's something happens today, every day of this year, and as an anniversary to show in a remembrance of his death. <laughs> okay, that's that's weird. Yeah. Yes, yes. So like I always. Every day, every every time this date comes around, and it's so funny because my parents have forgotten it, but I'm like, like, <laughs> let's look around the world for the world news to find out how we're going to connect it back. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's responsible for all this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, <laughs> it worked the first year because, um, or, it, it, you know, they had some backing the first year because, um, his first anniversary was a big uh, earthquake in California, and that's where the um, that's where the uh, base, what do you call it, headquarters of the church was. Oh. And they're like, ah, earthquake! <laughs> <laughs> I told you, and they're like, this oh. is going to happen every year. Every year, we're going to have something. But this is really oh. weird when you think of it. It is, in a way, sad, isn't it? That you're relying on something like this it's weird it's like it's like yeah i mean it's it's well, well yeah it is, i don't know i mean i'm like what i think back of is like okay i was a child yeah that's i i believed everything so yeah, sure. i'm like these were adults <laughs> yeah. and i think that's a weird thing because this is kind of magical thinking that really as, as a child it's it's pretty normal but you have to develop from there you have to mature <laughs> i think i really thought a lot about emotional immaturity and immaturity in general and i think we have a society i once read that that we are very immature society and i think it makes sense because so many people think you you, you you're born and then you're raised to a certain age and then you're finished yeah, yeah. i see this as something you have to grow and whatever happens to you, it's something it teaches you when you look at it from a Buddhist perspective. Then everything teaches you something and you grow and you develop and you mature. And it's not that I have so, so often, I think, so many people just relive one day all the time. Mm. And it makes no difference if they're 20 or 70 or so. And I think that's so sad. And then you have yeah. all, this is, this is my day to relive right here. <laughs> and then you have all these people, then you have uh, these spiritual people. In which, which is just doesn't help because it doesn't go anywhere. It's, it, it's just book spirituality. We talked about it. You know, the book spirituality. <laughs> just read something. Think, oh yeah, that's it. And your ego craps it, and then you have another story to tell. Oh yeah, I don't know. Or they tell you, oh, you're mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one or the other. <laughs> and honestly, maybe that's just being human. Maybe maybe that's the myth of Norma, and maybe we have to grow, and that's just what happens. And when you meet someone and you learn something and it doesn't go well, or you you have a fight, maybe you can learn something from that about yourself, about the relationship, how to be in this world. What about that? <laughs> yeah, I I had um I wish you remember where I heard it from, but somebody went through like the generations and what trauma they were raised in and what they passed down to their children then and and then you know how they are like basically how they were raised how their parents were raised how that how that yeah. affected their you know and it just it was just this like cascade and it was <laughs> it was it was um it was enlightening but 
also discouraging. So I've, I think I kind of blocked it. <laughs> but what I, what I can say is, I think it's passed on. And it is very difficult for an individual to stop this. And that's why I think here, to hear trauma and to hear generational trauma in community would be so much easier, you know? Mm. It is possible, but I, I'm pretty sure there are many people out there, they don't even know that they're traumatized in a way and what they're passing on and they're, that they're emotionally immature and pass that on to their children and it continues. And it is very difficult to stop that, to see that mm. on an individual I don't know, as an individual. And that, I think that's also what Gabo Mate talks about, what, what, why we have this toxic culture, because we have so many immature people and no one knows how to heal. And no one, no one learned that. And everybody thinks, I'm fine. Yeah. Well, it's, re it's really interesting because I saw uh, a physical therapy thing about uh, this child that had been learning, you know, it showed a toddler learning to walk and they learned to walk the wrong way. And oh, so they walked on their tiptoes and they're like, okay, oh. we need to correct this gate before it causes all these problems. And there was so many people in the comments going, oh my goodness, I've never walked the correct way in my life. And it's like, you learn one way and it might be the wrong way. And like, you have to retrain. And like, if you just use the walking as a metaphor of like, you have to use different muscles. You have to like, there's there's compensation with the wrong muscles going on and your body has grown and built a certain way and become accustomed to a certain thing. And that's a big, huge learning process. Because this one, I think, you know, they're walking on their tiptoes. Mm -hmm. So they had to learn to walk, you know, heel to toe and put and land flat footed. And, you know, and like, it, that to me, it was such a nice visual. Yeah, to I see. like that this toddler you know being successful but not and then and then the adjustment that had to be made for it and i'm and, pretty sure that even though it's more it's healthier and it's correct and it makes you actually it's good for you i'm pretty sure that toddler fits weird it, it, it because walking on on yeah tiptoeing is so familiar yeah and, yeah, that's and I think that's how that that's what happens with trauma, especially developmental yeah. trauma. I have so many things. I sometimes I, I I'm I'm here and I think I have no idea how this works. I know people, say, but it feels wrong. <laughs> and yeah, I think yeah. when you learn it the wrong way, it's so difficult. And I don't know. I think it's a lifelong um challenge to do that and to not be like anybody else who doesn't. Yeah, I think that's my challenge to simply stop this, but it's not so easy, honestly. It's really not easy. And sometimes you don't see that. Yeah, that reminds me. Um, Ashley Rainsberger, Rainsberger has a podcast. Um, oh, shoot. It's something about the mindful, mindful, mindful coach, mindfulness. Oh, I can't remember it. I'll put it in the links. But if you, if anyone wants some like, like free coaching by proxy kind of thing she actually records mm -hmm. coaching sessions oh and cool. one of them is this woman she was just talking about the last episode i listened to was about learning from how to not live in chaos or something mm -hmm. and so this woman was raised in a very chaotic mm -hmm. household and now calm it gives her anxiety mm -hmm. <laughs> And so much so that she's a uh, EMT. She's a full-time EMT um, worker, you know, emergency, works in the emergency field because she can come on a scene and be 
at ease and direct the whole thing. But you know, if she's has a relaxing day, she ha- she 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 says she actually notices she gets anxious, and so she has to retrain her brain mm-hmm. that you know, calm and quiet Agreed. is a good thing. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's what I read when I had my sepsis, and it was a very life threatening situation. I was so calm. I think part of me thought, oh. Yet again, okay. And I did all this in such a calm way. And maybe that's why they never believe that I'm really that sick. Mm. And I thought, oh, wow, she's pretending. But for me, it was something I could handle. That was something, okay, there was a threat and it was difficult. And I could handle that. I knew exactly how to behave and how to, to I think it is very difficult for me to be in a normal situation. And, that's, mm. and, and I think that's, I'm, I'm, that's, well, I read something that I'm, I am wired for a very dangerous word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just had a friend. Oh, my goodness, it hit home for me so hard because she, she um, not so long ago witnessed something quite traumatic. And, you know, it's, you know, a death, you know, it's oh, trauma. Oh. And, and, um. But she, but she's told some of her childhood, and she was like, you know what? It wasn't as bad as what I as what I experienced through my childhood, and it actually didn't bother me as much as people thought it should. I was like, mm-hmm. and that horrified me because <laughs> it was only then, because I knew, you know, because I don't know the details exactly of her childhood, but you know, I knew the details around the death, and I'm just. It brings me to tears. I'm like, but you were just a baby. <laughs> like, oh my god! You shouldn't like. That's not the comparison. <laughs> that's the wrong way. Like this should have been the worst thing <laughs> that has happened. But sometimes it simply isn't, and I think that's exactly why we're having this podcast mm-hmm. because I think it's also healing because healing is creative. Yes. And I think art can be so. Art can open up new words and new ways of thinking and i think that's why we're doing this it's not yeah. to do you think so i have like i feel like today is different like i feel like i've been high like i feel like i've been sneaky about the fact of like okay i'm gonna get everybody into interested into creativity and art and then they're gonna heal you know by accident and stuff <laughs> and i feel like i'm finally being honest but like haven't we talked about art as healing or creativity as healing or Always. <laughs> like I haven't been maybe we didn't believe it ourselves I don't know yeah is it not in code I mean I don't know I don't know well we have a plan yeah exactly and it has to do with healing hasn't it <laughs> maybe or well we've got our we've got our discord channel yeah we're working on um the link for that Hopefully, <laughs> see if we follow through. <laughs> see if it's in the podcast note. <laughs> yeah, well, you you will find out if it's open or not. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not open. Um, so far, I've been doing invite onlys. So if you okay. like, you said I liked your approach last week. You said if you're interested and you're hearing this, message us on Instagram exactly. at the Creatives Podcast. Exactly, and then we will reach out to you and tell you the creative Close, I think. Thank you. <laughs> it, it will be in the show notes. It's like, where am I again? What's this called? <laughs> um, I'm trying to like talk and read at the same time because the other thing is is that our our hundredth episode is approaching 
really fast. Oh my God. (laughs) That's so weird. And I keep trying to think of something super special to do, but -hmm. at the same time, I don't want to wait for something super special to do. And I don't know, since it's the beginning of the year, I don't know how that, how did this come about? Oh, I know what happened. Um, I, I ordered this book, the creative creating a life worth living and mm-hmm. I re- ordered the replacement for it. So while oh. I was in Minnesota, it, I, you know, that's where I picked it up from home oh, I see. Um, because my original copy is packed away in storage in North Carolina. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but you and I have talked about it so much. And mm-hmm. now that I'm holding it in my hands again, after all these years, it just seems so special. And, mm-hmm. and we were talking about making it a series. Yay. I just looked at it last weekend and I'm, oh, wow, I want to do this. It's called Creating a Life Worth Living by Karen Lloyd, just in case we yeah. put that underneath. So if you want to come along. <laughs> yeah, It's a practical course in career design for artists, innovators, and other aspiring, uh, others aspiring to a creative life. Isn't that fantastic? I think that's <laughs> what we're actually doing here. Yeah. Look at this. It was originally published in 1963 and then it was republished oh. in 1997 is what mine says oh th- yeah which mine, is the year I graduated from i bought it sometime in 1997 maybe 19 maybe 2000 something that's <laughs> it's 20 more than 20 years i don't know yeah this is the thing i don't remember i don't know 20 years ago <laughs> Yeah. Well, and this is the thing that I find so interesting is you said you started reading it maybe 10 years ago. I know I was in my first years of marriage when I got the book and started reading it. I think I might have just, I don't know how I got it. I don't know if somebody recommended it or if I found it. I'd have to go back and like, I don't know how I got this book. You know, I, I think I I have something written in here, so I used it. But when I look at the back, like doing, I think I never came to that. Mm. <laughs> There's nothing in there, so. Yeah. But what's so cool, but I think it's such a perfect example of, of cycles and returning and reviewing and everything. Because it's like, you, you and I both kind of got it around the same time when we first mm-hmm. Me for me, it was like thir- twelve or thirteen years ago. Maybe you think 15. it was, you think it was close to that, yeah. And then it came up again, like within our first, like our our first couple episodes before the ones we recorded and never published, and then lost on a hard drive, which I'm so sad about that moment. <laughs> like I can only just retell it over and over again of like bringing it up on a podcast and then you pulling it off your shelf. I can't, I still can't get over that. Nobody, most people have never even heard of this book. And now that it's back in my possession after being inspired to buy it randomly and picking it up from Minnesota and it's the beginning of the year. And I just feel like now's the time to like, let's go back and reread this and, and look at it as artists 10 years down the road. (laughs) You know what? It has 12 chapters, so that could be 12 weeks. There you go. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, 12 weeks. Yeah, and we'll we'll keep to our 
inconsistent selves. We won't make any promises. No. <laughs> and if we, if something else more interesting pops up one week, we'll talk about that instead. And in the meantime, you know, I'm encouraging people to like maybe find this book and get it and read along, and we'll just um see if it. I'm hoping it has things. I'm hoping it'll um bring up things for other people, or you know. Yeah, I, I like our takeaways. It. She also it, says that at each chapter prov provides a week's worth of concrete tasks, writing exercises, artistic assignments, experiments with new habits, thought games, and more. I think that's pretty fantastic for a podcast. So yeah, we really should do this because I tend to start stuff like this. I'm excited about it, and then I have other things to do. <laughs> yeah, and this is where groups come in where you have. Yeah. Um, what you call it? You have accountability. Exactly, and I think, yeah, we just start at the end of January. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. I like it because I realized when it comes to this, we we want to live a creative life, and I want want this all my life. But there's so much in the way i don't know i mean i cannot say that i live a creative life at the moment honestly when i when i look at it it's 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 not it's not what i want and i realize that just this month that i don't not even know my needs and I, that i have to fulfill mm. my needs and i think to be a be an artist and have a creative life is part of that to go yeah. out there and meet people and be be just sovereign about me being an artist and say hey i'm an artist and that's what i do without coming from that wounded place or trying to hide or trying to find a way what to sell. And I just, I don't know. I just want to be this person who lives a creative life, goes out there and makes offers. And that's just it. And you talk, and it's funny because you talk about needs and I'm like, what is this thing? This sounds like weaknesses to me. <laughs> no, it's not. I think it is. I think all these years I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't. I think I didn't allow myself to be an artist because being an artist is something, there's something wrong with this. It's greedy, it's needy, it's whatever. And yeah, I don't know. I think it has to do with people pleasing and it is so difficult to find one's place in this world. And then you realize I don't have a, to find my place in this world and I, I have to find my place in myself. Yeah. And then I can go out there and then I can be there for others and I can teach and I can be kind and I can be generous. And that, in order to do that, I cannot go out there and look for solutions. I have to sit with myself and really peel off all that crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a I'm in a a weird place this week because I, I was I was while my friend was visiting, I was saying out I was able to be like saying out loud my plans and goals and stuff, and like the whole time I was as I was listening to myself talk, I was like, oh, this sounds so dumb. <laughs> Oh, maybe that's, I don't know. But, but well, my thing was, what got me was this, I saw a, a meme. There was a meme about, you know, the, the typical, or who was it? They were talking about the, um, the band, the band boyfriend, you know, mm -hmm. and how just some guy never has any money, always needs to borrow money, driving around with his friends, playing music, and he can't, you know, can't be held down by the, by the world, he's got to be free. And I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> sounds like, it sounds like, it's like, is this me? <laughs> Am I the one that's just going to be like bumming off, 
bumming around. Well, maybe that's another way. Maybe when we really stick together and we create community and we're not so alone and we're not the weirdos in our, I don't know, <laughs> where we live. I, I don't know. I think it's all these years I really thought I have to fix myself to fit in this world. And the world is perfect. Everybody knows how to do it. They're all fine. And the more I learned, the more I realized no one knows anything. Nothing is fine. <laughs> and when I, when I get to know myself more, I don't fit in there. I, I, fit, I don't fit in, no matter yeah. what. Maybe I feel better with myself, but I don't fit in this word. This word wants something completely different. It doesn't want to have artists who <laughs> want to live their own lives. That's not how it is. And the yeah. more, So... I I really do get inspiration from um, something about following, follow your, have dreams and follow your dreams. And that is, that's considered radical and revolutionary because the way to not be that is to, you know, fall in line and, and, and follow, follow along with everything else. So that gives me a little bit of. Yeah, maybe it's a good thing. I mean, when people tell you, oh, and they don't, don't take you seriously. And. I had all these people who wanted to to hold me back and I never understood, but maybe it is just to be there and to continue doing it and to say, no, I don't want to, I don't want your system. Maybe that's exactly what we need right now because the system will somehow fall apart when we continue doing this. And then we need something else. We need to rely on something else. I want to see, I really want to see you bring in the punk mentality that you always <laughs> admire and talk so much about like i like i'm you're, you're i see you on video looking in your studio and you your your space is full of just like uh strong stark harsh harsh is the wrong word but like just bold bold lines and charcoal and it's just like this this violent scribbling has taken place uh, you know i see the effects of it <laughs> And you know what I had, that's something, maybe we should talk about feedback. I had this, I think feedback, honest feedback is a real gift. That's what I, I read that somewhere. It's, a, it's an act of love to get, to get, to receive feedback, to give feedback. And I had this wonderful feedback from this um, art professor. And she, she really said something about this. And I always saw my, my charcoal trunks as flawed and boring and not enough. And now I see now that's exactly not it because all the other art is, it is people pleasing. It's me trying to be different. And somehow it showed me that that's what I am and it's enough. And I think I have to just have to transfer this to my life. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly it. I don't have to hide anything. And then I realized that exactly this energy is what, what's lacking in the world. I mean, everybody can just grab a photograph and, 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 and draw it and learn to draw it perfectly. But that's not it. That's not what life is. Life is that energy that flows through us and we have to make that visible somehow. And that's... And, the, and I've said this before. I, I'm, sounding, I feel, I'm feeling redundant now, but like you're, you're, the charcoal is like, it's so not just primal, but just like back to the very exactly basics i mean even even the way charcoal is created is like yeah. violent you know it's been burned <laughs> burn it and i like the idea that when the just the, when the word ends i can still <laughs> 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 there is there is a possibility i mean it's pretty complicated when you paint with acrylics just imagine 
I mean, it's a silly thought, but I like the idea of going back to the basic and you can simply use it. Or you can grind some stones, some red stones and use that. <laughs> I love that. You're like, I, I'm fine if the whole world gets bombed. I'll just have my endless supply of charcoal. <laughs> exactly. That would be extremely calm and everybody would freak out. I think, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Sounds like my perfect day. <laughs> <laughs> you I know, we should really, uh, really get back to what makes our art special. I think when when I hear you talking about your art, it's always that you have these vision paintings, and you know what other, and you put in on this, you 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 make this visible what's unseen for others. And maybe we should really go back to to that these strength we have, you know, to make oh. art. You, I think. When I think of your work, is something that you make the something that's there but un, not visible to, to to others. You make that turn that into something special, like a, just sitting there in a cafe and just looking at something. You know, you turn it into a special moment, and maybe that's why we're here. We are here to create that. That's our unique strength, and not creating some flowers or roses or Santa Clauses. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did I that did I tell you the fee, the feedback I got when I was in Minnesota and I was doing a meditation with my art with a group just a bit to just um so I'll yeah I'll um I'll um I'll summarize real quick because we so this I brought a painting over from from Germany and it's like life size, mm -hmm. really long wallpaper. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's a oh yeah, I've seen cool. it on Instagram. Oh yeah, because I sent to the TikTok. Yeah, and my plan was to send it to this a recipient, which is um we can put her into destination one love, mm -hmm. and she she had like inspired me to work on the piece to do this self work, and so I wanted her to kind of have the final results of it. Um. But as a bonus, um, yeah, I watched. As that I was I really enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, nice! As a bon, as a bonus, um, like just ha what happened. I got to participate in one of her presence practices, and she has this free presence practice you can join, and I'll I'll put the link and everything. Um, and it happened while I was in Minnesota, you know, at my parents' house with this rolled out being worked on upstairs, and like. And this is exactly why I like abstract. I just love staring at the colors and the lines and getting lost. And it's and it's a giant piece and it's laying on the floor. And it was just this magical moment with her and, you know, it, with this group and being led on a meditation. And, and, and it's not even a guided meditation. It's just like presence. You're just supposed to sit and breathe and kind of be in the moment and remember you're here. Or whatever, but I got to do this in front of my painting, and it, I felt it was so good and so wonderful feeling that I when and then afterwards with this meeting, you're supposed to like share your experience and thoughts that came up and this and that, and you know people did their feedback and how and and what they were experiencing, and I really wanted without like overtaking the the call, I wanted to um, share what I had what it'd been like and like I ended up turning my phone around and showing them a whole painting and I didn't you know let her know that it was coming to her and like I got all this feedback I hadn't expected hadn't asked for hadn't like 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I painted, I wanted to paint it. I wanted to work on this piece and be really free and be really unrestricted with it. And so I'd, I'd chosen like throw away extra art supplies Mm -hmm. that, you know, this, this wallpaper roll, I got out of the recycling, like it was all free. I was like, I can ruin it. I can destroy it. It doesn't have to look pretty. It doesn't have to ever be finished. It was just the process of putting colors on paper. And that's how my brain works or that's how my brain gets to a meditative state. And, you know, I had my own epiphanies from what I would draw or I'd draw and then look at what had gotten drawn and see some imagery. It was very long. Yeah. Uh, experience to to work on and then to just meditate on it just just days before I sent it off and so but but I still thought it was like garbage because it technically Mm -hmm. was trashy stuff but there's some energy to it yeah yeah but and that was the thing I couldn't believe like the people like loved it and that's it. And that's what I've been talking and about. Use this cheap stuff and they think, oh, it just took me five minutes or so. It's not the material. It's not what the t- amount of time you put in there. I think it's the, the ability to open up to what is and to make that visible. That's, I don't know how to explain that, but this kind of, that you open up to this life, that you put life onto that paper. Maybe that's what, what inspires. That's, I know exactly what you mean because I think, oh, I didn't spend 20 hours on it. What do you want? I didn't buy a very expensive canvas, but that's not it. I think it's the raw energy and how you open up to, to life. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. One of, one, of the, one of the people, what they said was that she had heard something about um, someone having a, having a journey and uh, maybe a psychos. I don't know what the a near death experience. Maybe it was, and they had been in a. They had gone and painted and and had had gone and seen this most beautiful place full of nothing but color and love. And they told and when they came back and were teaching about it, they're like, "This is home." And she's like, "I feel like you've been to that place and you're painting home whenever you're painting color." Oh wow, that is really <laughs> powerful. I I think that's exactly it. I like that because it also talks about where you've been because I realized. Maybe life isn't that we are born, we are rich, or what we are, but what what we have done and during that time, what we've seen and what we encounter and what we learned during that time on this. Oh my goodness! Planet, you know? And it doesn't mean if, if, if and I think it, it it means just what you do with things, and what, even when you stay at home, there's so much going on. I don't, I don't know if it makes sense, but I just read this, this quote by Kurt Vonnegut. And he said, oh, I had the most amazing time because I went to the store buying some envelopes. <laughs> and that's all I need because I went there, I met people, I saw a baby and it was fantastic. <laughs> I love that. And I, I love that. And I think that's maybe how you approach life and what you do with it. You, you, you encounter something and how you transform this. And maybe that's also what's in this, in this, in, in this painting. Nice. You you know what just happened in my brain was like the <laughs> the life meta the life metaphor I've always had is you know life chapters 
and chapters of life and like this linear you write the story and then you turn the page and a new thing happens and now it's like i'm seeing life as a painting (laughs) it's like you have the underlayers and whatever gets laid down first is your childhood and then you build on that but it's still underneath and like what do you let show through and how does it affect you and like some stuff and now i'm just like now my mind's blown and i'm thinking like it's all it and and yet your whole experience is all there all at once it's not past because like i was thought when i was think of chapter life Mm -hmm. chapters it's behind you it's away what if life is you're just building more layers on it. If you don't like the layers, put another layer on it. <laughs> and I've, I think you can have parallel lives. I mean, especially when you're traumatized and suddenly the past takes over, but you can work with that past. You can understand it and you can somehow use this and, and learn from it and encounter it. And I don't know. And that can also all be, yeah. Yeah. maybe it's and how we learn. And that's a transformation and art can make that visible for others. And then, yeah. I don't know. And just think of how, you know, thinking from the creative process with and how and working with trauma, like trauma is something terrible happening to your art piece and what people do. You know, there's some people that don't continue that that piece stays that way. And some people start over, some people paint over it. You know, there's different ways to fix it or to transform it or to work with You know know what trauma is? Trauma Mm -hmm. is being stuck. Trauma is being stuck in that very moment. Mm. And that makes sense. And I think trauma can be released when you, you don't have to remember everything, but this, this stuckness has to be released from your body and you have to find ways to become unstuck. And I love this so much. You know what this makes me want to do? Okay, I'm actually I'm actually going to promote something. Uh, I'm actually going to make a post on Instagram. Oh wow! <laughs> oh god, something I have to do. I'm stuck there when it comes on to- on the creative podcast because I want to wow. show. I'm going to go tell the story of the last um, my last art journal I did and talking wow. about being stuck and what had to come out of it. And I'll tell the story now. And now everyone go to Instagram and go find it. Yay! And- it's probably the, um, but I was, I was having, I was in a moment and, and like you said, stuck in a really like right back to an old patterns. And I was so upset with myself and I was trying to, I did my best to pretend it wasn't there and avoid it for about a week. And I was like, ah, oh, dang it. I just got to work through it. Ah, and I hate the feelings it brings up. Cause you know, I never know how dark and bad it's going to be mm-hmm. or how terrible. Cause usually I'm just ashamed of it. And I'm like, oh. And so I, I, but so when I'm desperate, when I reach absolute desperation, I just kind of give up and I just put it out on my sketchbook. And like, really, what did happen, the very first marks on it, I almost colored a hole, you know, into my sketchbook where I just like scribbled this one black spot, like, because mm, I really didn't, I really didn't want to move, you know, I didn't, I didn't want. To put something so ugly on out there, you know, and and then I was like, oh, it's either in my sketchbook or, or or in me, you know, kind of thing. So I was like, oh, let's try this, and I ended up like, because like, I had chosen brown, I chose the ugliest color I could find, browns and green, like it's just black. <laughs> I just like 
black, this like ugliness out onto my sketchbook. And then I started looking like a monster and I felt, and like, I just felt even worse about it. I'm like, Oh, "Oh, this is terrible. (laughs) Like who can be so negative to try to put monsters. And then, but I, I just, I finally gave up and just like, whatever. And I was, and in the moment, I was really, really ashamed about it. I mean, not because it looks, it does look like crap, but not not for the technique part, but just for like admitting like that it was there, that it was a piece of, I, I don't know, a piece of me, I don't know. But the change that has come from um putting it out there and and then i shared it in a group Mm -hmm. like a coaching group i'm in with ashley rainsberger Mm -hmm. and she said something so great was like you know the monster's part of you Mm -hmm. you have to acknowledge it and like maybe you give it some love and compassion you know and and what was so great is as like as it stayed in my sketchbook i mean it looks more like an iguana than a monster it doesn't look that bad you know but like in my mind it's like monster and um but it's looking kind of silly and it's it's so much milder now what it looks like and then part of my first attempt I'll I'll go tell the story on that because mm-hmm. I, I should I should be looking at the whole piece to like go through the process but as I um <laughs> as as I was at first trying to like be more holistic and beautiful mm-hmm. about it i was trying i had tried to draw like a bird mm-hmm. and like illustrating this 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 meditation about being a bird in a in, mm-hmm. in in the quiet place of a hurricane and so i sketched that a little bit but that's not where i had to go i had to go scribble this monster out but now the way that the sketchbook looks like it looks like the bird is like kind of like riding above the monster and like okay. guiding it forward and this monster and they're like heading off together on this little adventure you know that's kind of how I see it oh, now. it's like God. here's my little bird self that's all cute and happy and fluttery and here's my angry you know horrible monster self and we're all we're both headed in the same direction <laughs> oh I like that I, I really want to see that so <laughs> and it's not it doesn't look oh. and then at the point <laughs> Yeah. And um I feel like I got a final metaphor later on after a few like around the same time. Um I was really connecting with other people and I was doing I got to processing and healing and, and sharing and really getting back into being inspired and talking to a friend. And I was recording a video one day uh to her and I see like I saw on my camera like a hair, you know, like on my on my screen. But then I realized it was actually this horribly long white mole hair that was actually growing out of a mole on my neck and the sunlight was catching. <laughs> and I just laughed so I, and in that moment I'm like this stupid ugly like what has my body done growing this terrible like it's so long and it's coming out of a mole it's so flipping ugly but I was like my body did that. <laughs> and I was like, that's my, I was like, this is my sign. It's like, whatever, grow, I'm growing out of my mole and the sun, and I'm, and I'm reflecting the light of the sun because I'm this clear white hair. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, I mean, that's so <laughs> But I plucked it out and I 
taped it in that same page. So I'm like, here's my monster. Here's my homo hair. Like, this is the worst of the worst right here. I think that's what life is. <laughs> and maybe that's what we should show the world. Really that. Because no. we, have stuff. we have glossy stuff enough. That's really boring. You look at that. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then you feel awful. I will never be that looking like that. <laughs> so, you know, maybe that's that. I don't know. We need something else. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, that's something else. <laughs> I think with my art, what I realize the more I have, the more it's the most fun when I'm really going where it hurts and where really? there's anger and darkness. Yeah, because I that's something I always try to avoid. I knew it's there, but just recently I really began to 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 celebrate this kind of protest. That's right. Like, yeah, you talk about your. That, you've been talking about your your angry punk, your angry teenage self. Right? In a way, and I and now I see this strong, and and also very sad young woman, and it is she is powerful, and she made it through. And I think this protest helped me. Yeah, people hated it, and they wanted to put me down but now I see how much this really saved me and this kind of protest now I can really celebrate it because it it is yeah now I can say yeah what whatever you think bye <laughs> I mean nice. you don't have to be rude you don't have to be angry or something but you can it helps me to set boundaries and to to be assertive and I think that is a gift yeah ah uh. I love that. You inspired me to start questioning and trying to talk to my teenage self. Oh, because nice. I was trying because I start, like it, it was interesting how it was really a blank spot for me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, oh, I have my five year old self, mm -hmm. and I have my, you know, mm -hmm. seven, eight, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I, and and then I just just kind of skipped through teenager, and that was right mm -hmm. at the very at the at the end of my at the end of my church time because I oh, left okay. the church right. Yeah, right. It makes sense. Yeah. And so I was like, but my realization or how my protection or how she's acting is like, she was the arrogant, silent one who mm -hmm. was like, I had the, I had all the answers. She has all the answers. She knows how the world works and how it's going to be and end. And, mm -hmm. and it was kind of like the whole, I was really kind of like, I'm not, what was an attitude? It was just like, I was secretive of my stuff because mm -hmm. it wasn't I wasn't going to oh it was really snobby I can't I can't mm -hmm. think of the air I can't put it the I, I only church verses are coming up my <laughs> I don't don't cast your pearls before swine is what is what my church verse is that I'm thinking of but like this whole like you know it's it's beneath me to show my 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 abilities or myself to people like they're not interested they don't care that so i'm not even going to like let maybe them know it sounds very protective to me so she <sighs> was, maybe she was protecting something else some younger self yeah, yeah. it could be i don't know i'm just projecting well it's just interesting it's it was interesting because when you were talking about parts you know and how all parts of us and how they don't always they're mm -hmm. not always on the same page and like I feel like she's my hiding part. It's right. like there's this. It's some of it is there's is the part that's fear and looking for you know is afraid of correction, mm -hmm. but there's another part that's like no nobody you know this is my secret to keep mm -hmm. and this is my personal 
collection of work because I do see artists that lived an entire lifetime and never shared their mm-hmm. artwork. Like they die and then everyone's like, oh, go look mm-hmm. at this. They were famous, you know, they painted 500 pieces yeah, that never mm-hmm. left their house. And I was, I was kind of admired. Maybe that. that's really protection. I don't know. What I, maybe what's also helpful is when you think of parts and sometimes one part, you don't even need someone out there. Some part can trigger some other part inside of you. So you have the whole have this whole triggered system inside of you. That's just a mess. <laughs> well, when you know it, it's okay. Just imagine you want to go out and show your work. And then you have this teenage self. And maybe she gets angry or snobby. And then you have this young... I'm just projecting. It's just an idea. No, no. This is... Yeah, no. It's. it's how, I'm, I don't relate to her like i still talk about her in third person because i'm like oh she's such so stuck maybe up. she is triggered by that and when you want to show something and you have this young part that wants to show and be loved for it and then you have this teenage part and she gets angry and she gets maybe they trigger each other that's what i realized in myself so i have it's a whole system going on <laughs> and then Maybe the solution is to sim- when you want to do something, maybe opening up a shop on, I don't know, Etsy or something, just really question and, and see what's going on. Who's, who's against it? Who, who's benefiting from it? And how can we find common ground? I don't we're going to have to take a poll and have a board meeting. <laughs> oh, really like <laughs> and then you have to, you ha- I think you have to get to know these parts and to, to be the grown up and say, I will take care of you. You don't have to, you don't have to be scared and I won't do anything that will really hurt you. But I, let's talk about this. What will happen when I open up this shop? And then you, I think you have really have to be, that you have to be kind to yourself and you have to take yeah. yourself seriously. And maybe you have to treat her like she's never been treated when, when, when she, she yeah, when you were that age. I don't know. Mm-hmm. what I realized because I thought yeah this angry part yeah she was yelled at maybe I shouldn't do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah something like I think I'm ready to go have a good cry about it like hmm I think I have something to think about here <laughs> yeah I think it's just a start I think this is what I what I say about getting to know yourself and I think this is very different everybody is different but getting to know yourself getting to know your needs and and the more, all my life, I, I thought having needs is needy, something that's mm-hmm. not good. But now I see knowing my needs and fulfilling them and not expecting other people to fulfill some old needs when I was a child and I want, when I was abandoned, it's, it changes everything. <laughs> it really does. So I have this un, unmet need when I was maybe five years old. And I really ha- I have to take care of that. I have to be aware of that. And then I have to have my own life now. And maybe I have the need to be, I don't know, respected in a way. I don't know. Or have some, some real connection. And I, I think I have to take care of both. <laughs> but I cannot expect someone else to, to do that for me. And I come from that wounded place. When I, when I, I don't know, when I, when I meet someone as this young five-year-old having this attachment wound, it's not good. <laughs> it doesn't work. It really doesn't work because you cannot meet the person you know how it should be i don't know how to explain that i hope you get what i'm saying (laughs) so we have maybe we have two tasks to be aware of our unmet needs when we're children and really take care of that and to be to take care to reparent ourselves and then Mm -hmm. to see what kind of needs we have now as human beings and to 
Well, I mean, I think what's been the most helpful for me is like, I think, I, I think the most harmful, most limiting thing we could have is the black and white thing thinking. Mm-hmm. It's always like I was raised with either or. Mm-hmm. And, and as soon as you say that there could be a possible third thing, it's just, it absolutely blows your mind. Because if there's a third possibility, there could be a fourth possibility. Yeah. And that's when creativity and problem solving, that's where that, that's where creativity like lives is that unlimited possibility. And so, and yeah. I feel like I want to assign everybody to go watch um, the Lego movie now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's just popped in my head because it's okay. like the whole, it's the rules, you know, this is how you make a Lego set and they, they had how to make stuff. And then oh. the problem, the whole plot is like, this is how you make your Lego piece. But then somebody is like sabotaging it and making, and they're matching, mismatching sets and they start. And by the end of the movie, it's absolute chaos. And what gets made? Have you seen it? Uh, now I want to. <laughs> oh my goodness. You have to see it. <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, you, you, it is like, it's like a child's, it's, it's, it's talking about childhood and validation and it's like embracing, it's embracing creativity. Uh, just wow. allow their creativity. Yeah. Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> I'm adding it to our assignment, people. Yeah. The Lego movie. The Lego movie, exactly. I think that's our first assignment for this Um creating a life and I'll, yeah. and then we'll, we'll uh we can start next week with everything is awesome <laughs> that's the theme song <laughs> okay okay we should sing it oh gosh I don't know. <laughs> i'm just gonna say oh, you just need God. just need to know how it goes which is is very catchy so it's okay. easy i would easy homework i will watch this will you will you watch it by next week that'd be amazing yeah i would try i would really try so we can talk about this if I find it, I have to find it first. Where to where to watch it? Okay. That's oh. um, so bad. It, it is I would definitely call it um inner child healing right there. It's, and I think that's exactly what we're talking about. Maybe that's just just I, I really thought, oh my god, I'm just talking very weird stuff today. But maybe that's exactly it. Maybe that's a preparation for our <laughs> our task for working with this book. And we have to maybe we have to be aware of what's going on inside. And I'm really confused today. So if you're listening, I think, my God, what she's talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm confused. I feel weird. Yeah. Well, me too. Now I'm just thinking back to high school. So I think I'm I think I've checked out already. <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> but I, I really think needs are my um and to have a creative life is a need i have and to meet people who see me as an artist and I, I don't want to hide anymore saying oh yeah i'm an artist but i don't talk about it usually i go to s- gatherings and never talk about me as an artist or art or something that really interests me and i think that's not how it should work that that's really like pretending to be someone else and i want to stop that that's something i want to stop doing because that's me and when i when they don't like it I, yeah well i think that's how it is. that's just how it is i mean that is i wrote that down stop pretending exactly because stop pretending it, you're not creative Exactly. Because I, I always feel like I go there and I think, oh, she's an artist. She's arrogant. And oh, she's, uh, she's full of herself. Or I don't know. 
but maybe it is interesting. Just imagine someone coming there and meeting an artist and you can learn something. And it's not that I want to, I don't know, promote my stuff. I want to talk, have creative conversations and maybe that only works when you have people who are interested in it. I don't know. It's, I learned only like last year this this phrase about like stay in your lane and it's like it's not your responsibility how somebody else feels. Exactly. And I kind of don't like that because it may, it sounds really flippant if you like hurt somebody's and they have caveat, caveats for it. It's like, well, you can't just go around hurting everybody's feelings and say it's not your problem. But like you also can't make all your decisions trying to avoid hurting somebody's feelings. You know, I don't know. It's it, I, it's I, weird. I, I have to work on it. <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean. So I learned something. So there's the relationships and there's the personality. So when it comes to relationships, you can talk about that. When you, I think it, when, when someone tells you on a relationship basis, you're hurting me because you're coming too late all the time or you're yelling at me. That's something you can really talk about because but when, but when someone feels bad about themselves because they have unmet needs from the past or they have some unresolved issue, you cannot do anything about that. You can always solve problems on this relationship basis. You know? And that's some, that was an eye-opener to me because, okay, when someone tells me, oh, you're always coming too late, that I feel disrespected. I can work on that. It has mm. nothing to do with, with them having unmet needs. I can understand that. And this is our relationship. And that I'm really, my, I'm affecting this. But when someone says, oh, I feel awful when you, when you, when you look like this, when you, when, you, when you wear a red sweater, then I think, oh, my God, I, that's not my problem. <laughs> you know, that's, and it really helps me to think of it like that. So when uh, relationship yeah, you, versus personality uh, person, person yeah you have to just just imagine if, when someone asks you okay could you please stop um eating meat in front of me i don't know i mean you can say okay that's quirky but you can do that okay that's a boundary or whatever but um you're not responsible for how they feel deep inside when they feel unloved for something happened that's not your responsibility or when you remind someone and trigger someone that's not your responsibility so yeah and i think that's one of the th really difficult things about being an artist i think we kind of it you can trigger that you know like just think of uh, i remember you know, or, uh, i'm trying to think of a, an example that's lighter but like you know you wear your quirky clothes, you know, or you, you know, you want to wear your flowy hippie clothes and somebody's going to be like, oh, what a, what a lazy hippie, you know, like, well, oh, maybe you want to wear some flowy skirts. But that's not, I think that's not your responsibility. When I think of my own triggers, I, there are many things out there that trigger me and no one's responsible for that but me. I mean, it is unfair. Yeah, it's unfortunate that I have to work on that. But when I go somewhere and someone reminds me of something, it's not their fault. And yeah. I think it's my responsibility to find a way to deal with those triggers, to to work on myself, to, to have skills to deal with it or to realize that I'm triggered. And I sometimes you can even be, oh, my God, you freak out a bit. But then I can see, oh, I was triggered. And I can go to that person telling them, I'm, I'm really sorry I, I, I overreacted. And that's I think that's because it is my responsibility. It's not my when someone's triggered all the time and never takes care of that yeah well yeah i think we've talked about before like one of the triggers i learned about myself is like a suit and tie which freaks me out <laughs> if a guy is wearing a sweet suit and tie i am i might as well be being pulled over by cops i'm like oh crap oh crap 
be cool, be cool. <laughs> and, and I think it happens. I mean, we cannot avoid being triggered. And sometimes you react in a weird way, but you can always <laughs> say sorry for that and explain yourself. Well, I don't know. That's not a big deal, I think. But I think the problem is when you're triggered and you don't know about it or you don't care and you're self-righteous and I don't know. You expect anyone else to walk on eggshells. I think that is really, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, now, once I finally realized, I mean, it's it's funny because I didn't realize it for a very long time. I mean, and, and and once I was aware of it, I remember one time I was walking in, I was walking in the streets in Germany, and there was a whole group of guys walking for lunch, and they were all in a suit and tie, and I, like, jumped, like, you know, <gasps> like, and I, and then I just laughed. I was like, look at these, like, nerdy little German guys in their, <laughs> in their suit. When you know it, when you know it. Yeah, and and I mean, you never see it. You never see them. You, you don't ever see that people dress that nice usually here in Germany. So I don't. It was it it like stood out, and I I just was like, oh, I just I just I just laughed at myself. But when you know that this triggers you, you can tell yourself, oh, I'm triggered. It's not now. It's not everything's fine. I'm triggered, and it's okay. And you can soothe yourself then. Yeah, the task you have when when you have. When you deal with trauma, it is a very exhausting thing to do. You have to relearn so many things and you have to have skills and you have to be aware of your triggers and all that. So no one else is responsible for that. Just me. Such, so much work. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, life isn't fair. <laughs> there you go. It's just the way it is. But I think it, is, it also helps. I don't know if there's any benefit from that, but yeah. Yeah. Well, now we've just added more work. I'm I'm already making my list. All right, I gotta go post that. I'm gonna go post that my little monster spread on um, Instagram. I'm gonna go. Um, our listeners are gonna go buy this book. You're gonna go watch that Lego movie. <laughs> oh, so many things. Just come on, make <laughs> Oh my god, we're set. We're ready. I'm oh yeah, and I break. <laughs> I don't feel ready. I feel like really out of tune. <laughs> That's really what I feel like today. Oh my God. Next well, do you have, um, what you have your next steps are clear for your business? Not really. So I decided simply to be confused and do it anyway. So, okay. Like <laughs> see, I think the, the most important thing is just to stick with it and do it no matter what and just yeah. do it and do it messy. Just no. do it. I'm prepared and just do it. And that's what I'm. That sounds good. I'm going to go have a board meeting with my arts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So six year old, the teenager and. And the 20 year old who's off traveling. If I can yeah. get her to come hang out. <laughs> and I think they're all very important people when it comes to creating to working on this book because i'll have to to be part of it yeah yeah in a way oh, i'm excited <laughs> Me too. I, can't, I feel like something was accomplished <laughs> if nothing <laughs> if nothing we took up a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> so i can i can i can uh, already yeah uh so next time next time we talk about the dive Oh yes, we can. We have our book, and we can offer a preview. So next okay, week, listen, listen up. It's ecstatic task, the daily action, the daily action. That sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the dive and the dig and the design and the doing. Four parts to 
Exquite. It's a practical course in career design for artists, innovators, and others aspiring to a creative life. And I remember I never made it to the doing. So <laughs> that sounds so typical of me. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. I have been on my overboard research everything. I don't know what this part what this means for me, but like there is this there's this cycle I go through where all I do is listen to podcasts and webinars and meditations and I just have to have somebody else's voice in my head mm-hmm. at all times while I like learn new perspectives and it's mm-hmm. just been and then I I like I do that till my brain turns to soup. I don't remember <laughs> anything that was said. And then I move on to a new phase. But I know this is a phase. So that's been okay. where I've been. So like, yeah, I can't even keep track of all the <laughs> different podcasts and yeah, meditations. And I think there was a point to that because it was, there was one that was being referenced that I thought of. Today I listened to today's Meditation was like creating your dream life or dreaming okay. your dream life or something. I think I'm in the face of real disintegration. That's what it feels like. Everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. I don't function anymore like I functioned before. I don't know. Everything's different and I, it's it's bumpy. And that's why I'm right now. That's been me and, for like the last two months. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. And this is disintegration and it's very scary and it can feel awful. And I really thought, oh my God, this is awful. But maybe that's where the news starts to grow. I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> so. Yes. Well, here's the plan. We're going to get all our people together and then we're going to take turns falling apart while the other mm-hmm. people put everyone, you know. <laughs> Oh, I think that would be so much easier being in a community. And if someone could say, oh, yeah, I'm here for you, that's fine. It's yeah. okay to fall apart. And somebody but, will be the example. Somebody will, and we'll rotate roles. So <laughs> exactly. it'll be their example of moving forward. We'll have an example of transformation. We'll have somebody be, living the example of, of, of following their dreams or following their inspiration. And then somebody will be in the middle on a puddle in the floor doing nothing. And we'll just, exactly. Keep reminding them that it's gonna you're gonna get through it. You're gonna get through that. <laughs> and it takes time. And I think it's and maybe there will be another disintegration after that. So I think that's how we grow. Yeah. It's, it's not nice. It doesn't feel nice. So anybody out there thinking that healing is nice, it's not. I think it is painful. That's what I read somewhere. Healing can be as painful as the uh, original wound. And I think mm-hmm. that's it. That's what it feels like sometimes. It can be nice, but it can also be painful. So we have to be aware of that. So when it starts to hurt. Yeah. yeah, maybe it starts to heal. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, hmm. yeah, and I feel we, I feel we each have our own strengths that we can bring and share. And maybe that's exactly what we have to to learn that we have strength. We don't have to pretend to be someone else. We ha- don't have to look for others and. See, oh, she has her strength of nice, but maybe that's exactly our task to be how we are and to put mm-hmm. maybe that's it. And maybe that's the most frightening thing. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. So, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, do you have any last, any last words? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Enjoy the confusion and. Yeah, and uh, pay attention to the, you know, 
three days ago, something prophetic. Something. Lego movie. Go look for the hand of God that happened three days ago. <laughs> and watch a Lego movie before the yeah. <laughs> yeah, and go. Yeah, I hope you get through your movie. I hope it doesn't interrupt your movie. <laughs> uh, exactly, and be prepared for the next week. Yes, the dive for the dive. The dive. Yes, making progress. Slope. Sometimes backwards, but sometimes in circles. But it's <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe the problem. Life is process. Maybe that's it. Maybe is, when you when you reach spiral. <laughs> And I don't know, but when you look at it and when you reach something or when you the task of life maybe is to die. I don't want to die, so I'd rather go around in circuits. You know, I'm going with my new I'm going with my new metaphor and just add another layer. Exactly. Or or peel off another layer. I like that one. What do you think of that? So when you yeah. go down, peel off another one and another one. There is different ways. So Manasi Manasi could um with bridge walkers tea she talks about the unwounded is the mm. how you began so i like that but you have to no I, like, I think life is also yeah I, maybe we peel off the crap that's the crust but yeah. we can replace it with all that we learned with all the encounters we had with all the experiences and all the learnings and the transformation yeah, I think I think metaphors I like it seems to me that metaphors are like stories. Like you no. find the one that works for you, you know, and and everyone has their perspective and their take. And so it's like for me as an artist, you can never go back mm. to the beginning, you know, like oh. a fresh sheet of paper. It's I always I, you learn something. You always learn something. Yeah, I, I like the idea of of this whole I'm I'm actually feeling more fulfilled and feeling more hopeful with the more the layer and the layer and the layer of the mess because there's never I like, a, yeah, you're right in a way it never right. has to have an ended layer it can what? always be changed it can always be transformed yeah. it can always be added to and it can always and there's always redemption is always there like there's if you really want a piece to become successful, it may not be what you wanted it to be. It might get past that, but you can always paint over it or do, you know, you can take drastic measures and you can still paint new things on that. I like it because when you look at it, like you have to peel it off, you have to throw it away. Maybe that's not yeah. it. Maybe we have to revise it. Maybe we, have, we just have to look at it. We have to get yeah. to know it. Maybe we have to... Go there, see what's there, look at the la the layer, start to love it in a way, and decide what to do with it and how to change it maybe or to keep it or to simply acknowledge it. Maybe that's it. Maybe we don't yeah. go there and, and destroy something. Maybe yeah. I'm maybe having so much fun with this with this um metaphor because you know it's I'm thinking of like either you open up a flower blossom to you're mm -hmm. at the center, or you know, they talk about peeling away an onion, but once you peel away an onion, there's nothing left. It's shredded. Yeah. You know? and then, like now I want to make this like ridiculously layered painting of like an onion or a flower or yeah. something. I don't know. I want to go this in and out. Like we're adding layers, we're taking off layers. What are we doing? <laughs> you know what? What I really like is just imagine you have this this onion or, or something. I don't just yeah, when I take peel this off, I have to throw it away or do something. It, it, 
it, yeah. you know, it dies. I don't want that. But I want to know what's inside. Maybe I just want to 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 explore what's inside and see what's there. So what's yeah. underneath? And maybe that's what I'm interested in. And maybe I can see something and learn something. And yeah, or, or or you know, another good example is like tree rings. You know, that's a ring of a tree is each one, and you don't want to like you make a hollow tree. <laughs> Yeah, you want to keep it yeah. adding. I don't know. I'm having way too much fun with these. Oh, I love that. But the tree, you know, the tree grows. And the, yeah, yeah. Maybe we don't have to get rid of it. Maybe we just have to get rid of old stories we tell ourselves. And the layers are fine. <laughs> we learn something. And this is our life. And maybe to, to peel off the layers means that we are not okay. And yeah. we should get rid of it. And I, yeah, you're right. I don't like that. But I think I want to see what's underneath oh yeah yeah maybe that's it i don't want to peel it off maybe i just want to see what's there and i want to see the layers as well i want to yeah. get to know them yeah 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 that makes more sense otherwise we would be hollow wouldn't we i mean <laughs> i don't know hmm. i don't know i like transformation i mm -hmm. like the alchemy part mm -hmm. yeah it's like an old painting sometimes you have a painting you created something oh, they go, oh my god it's ugly and then you find it and it's like oh my god i could use this and create something different or paint over on top of it and then it turns into this fantastic painting yeah yeah i'm really liking this metaphor i'm gonna go play with it i think i'm gonna go get some mm -hmm. art inspiration layers yeah. Yeah, I mean, all these layers that happen to us, all the the angry teenagers and everything, these are coping mechanisms, and they're not there to hurt us. They they, they was introduced to, to to protect us. Mm -hmm. It's also because of them we're still here. At least in, in my case, that's what I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe oh they're my outdated. goodness. Maybe they're outdated. Maybe they're, but they can be part of me, and it's yeah. fine. Uh, my head is so full of so many ideas right now. Like, we need to end this so I can go journal and go get to my scrapbook and everything. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, we just, um, I think we just come back next week and see. <laughs> come back, come back, share, go share art. You know, new assignment, make some layered art, share it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody illustrate. I like the idea of laying. Oh, I have some ideas now. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> so many ideas. All right. Well, then I will see you next week. Exactly. Thank you for listening, everybody out there. And I will see you next week. And next week, the dive. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.